Welcome to the Pathfinder Podcast, an offshoot of the weekly newsletter of All Souls Episcopal Parish in Berkeley. Today is February 29th, 2024. We hear from the Reverend Phil Brochard as he reflects on the complex meaning of time. You can read this article and subscribe to the Pathfinder on our website, allsoulsparish.org. February 29th, 2024. Keeping time, making meaning. It takes 365 days for our Earth to go all the way around the sun. Or, more precisely, it takes 365 and a quarter days to go around the sun. Or, even more precisely, it takes 365 days, 6 hours and 9 minutes for our Earth to go around the sun. You get the drift. Actually, that's the problem, the drift. For thousands and thousands of years, humans have been marking our days and our years based on the appearance of the sun, but that extra portion of a day has made it challenging for us to keep track of time. The basics of keeping track of time with the sun are fairly simple. You'll find this at the very beginning of our first book of sacred text. When the sun radiates light, day. When it doesn't, night. Then we started making more times when the sun is most intense, the summer solstice, when it's not, the winter solstice, when the light and the dark are evenly divided, the vernal and autumnal equinoxes, or equal night. To keep track of this and to recognize and prepare ourselves for these cycles of life and death, we created the solar calendar. And over time, we faced a vexing question. How do we account for those bonus six hours and nine minutes? Or, how should we account for an existence that is outside of our control and slightly out of order? Enter, eventually, the leap day, which we are enjoying today. But wait, there's more. Because our nearest star is not the only light we see. We have also closely observed our moon, We've recognized its effects on all kinds of creatures, like birds and oysters, at different times in its cycle, and we've created practices and patterns accordingly. See ancient agricultural practices or current biodynamic farming. This moon appears and disappears and reappears with regularity, every 29 and a half days to be precise. So another way of keeping time was formed the lunar calendar of 354 or so days a year. You might now be picking up on another fly in the ointment here, the pesky difference of 11 days between the solar and lunar calendars. More on that later. In one way of looking at this, we have overlapping ways of keeping time. The orbit of the sun that determines intensity of sunlight and therefore seasons of winter, spring, summer, and fall. And the orbit of the moon that subtly pulls on the oceans of the earth to create tides. And we as humans are meaning makers, storytellers. Whether we simply are inserting meaning into a series of events that happen regardless of any intent or recognizing something that is intentionally fruitful, we have found it deeply meaningful to keep time as part of existing. So it's not surprising then that calendars or ways of keeping track of time are at the heart of many religious traditions. 
Because what is more essentially human than trying to account for our short and precious experience of existence? Judaism, the tradition that Christianity is rooted in, is based on a lunar calendar. The roots of this way of keeping time can be found in Exodus 12, when God tells Moses to mark that month as the first month, when the Passover of the Lord would take place in Egypt. For thousands of years, Jews have been keeping holy days and festivals according to the cycles of the moon. But, as we noted earlier, there is an 11-day difference between a solar year and a lunar year, in addition to that extra quarter solar day. Which means that keeping a lunar calendar, a holy festival like Passover, would be earlier and earlier every year. Note, the Islamic calendar is also on a lunar calendar, but does not adjust for the 11-day difference between sun and moon. This means that Ramadan, the holy month when the Prophet Muhammad received the Quran, continues to move around the solar calendar 11 days earlier each year, respective of season. So here's the challenge. If a festival that celebrates the harvest, like Sukkot, were to happen when the crops were still growing, or even more strangely, when they were being planted, it would likely lose its purpose. And if a holy day originally experienced in the spring, like Passover, were celebrated in the winter thanks to the vagaries of disordered timekeeping, would it still hold its meaning? What are faithful people to do? To keep time and meaning in a world that orbits the sun in an imperfect way and that's influenced by a moon that keeps its own time. In an act of mathematical and astronomical genius, a couple thousand years ago, Jewish scholars found a way to keep their lunar calendar of religious festivals in sync with the solar calendar and to account for the pesky extra six hours and nine minutes every solar cycle. Unlike the Gregorian calendar, which adds a day every four years, the Jewish calendar adds a month every several years, seven times over a 19-year cycle, actually. In fact, this year is 5784, according to the Jewish calendar, and, as with our Gregorian calendar, it is also a leap year. So, in 5784... Or 2024, while the Gregorian calendar is adding a day, February 29th, the Jewish calendar is adding a month. And, another note, for those interested in the Western Christian method of keeping Easter on the Sunday after the full moon, on or after the spring equinox, let me introduce you to the golden number, found on page 880 of the Book of Common Prayer. Seriously. Why might any of this be important? Because as humans, we find meaning in honoring and celebrating our relationship with the forces that govern existence. And as Christians, we understand this force or ground or existence to be God. When we keep time, we're trying our best to find symbols and stories that capture a mystery and complexity beyond our ability to express or even fully understand. In that way, the practice of keeping time is like the practice of faith in a God whose presence we clearly experience, 
but whose essence we can only fleetingly grasp. Therein lies the rub. Which is why in Advent and Christmas, in Lent and Easter, in ways small and large, we continue to lean into the cycles of life and death and life again, keeping track of our days and months, one leap at a time.